Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Get ready for departure. That's right. We are boarding the That's Rank podcast <laughs> flight. You are traveling first class, my friend. First class. Through another That's Rank episode, I am Bob's Bob. Exits are here, here, and here. My name is Liam. Welcome to another episode. We hope you've had a uh, good week reflecting on music. Yes. And high school albums. And high school angst. And high school angst. And just, just focusing on all the things you didn't like about high school. This week we're graduating. We are. Uh, and for me, this this aligns exactly to my life trajectory. Oh. In that I had music in, in like high school. Yeah. And I felt my first coming of age experience, breaking away from uh, that stage. Yes. Was travel. I would also agree. Jumping on a plane and going somewhere else. Just anywhere else. Today we're going to be looking at airport traditions. We are, which is, it's, it's a tricky one because I think the airport tradition over time does change. Mm. You've been through many airports. I have. I have. Are we looking? And also, you know, there's lots of type of airports too. That's right. Domestic. <laughs> International. International. That's it. There's long flights. <laughs> there's, there's short flights. There's short flights. Long haul short flights. There's regional. Oh, got to love the old Rex. I've been doing a few regional flights as of late. Back to Kalgoorlie and back. back. to Kalgoorlie. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that's a whole different kettle of fish. It is. And in fact, it makes me realise that I'm not sure I can even handle a flight longer than Kalgoorlie anymore. <laughs> it was an <laughs> like, like, hour, hour and a half? It's not even, barely even that. And I'm like, oh, God. Take off, like, oh, yeah, then yeah, you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still well, like cramped up into this tiny little sardine tin. What was your first trip away? Your first international trip? My first international yeah. trip? Yeah. By myself? Sure. My, well, my first international trip was as a family mm. when I was 12. Yeah. My next international trip was my first trip away from home when I went to the UK. Oh, really? 2003. I had one trip to Hong Kong. I'm not sure if it was with um, – can I count this by myself? I went with, uh, with, a, with a friend whose, whose um, father lived in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. Um, we went uh, – oh, Dan, actually. Dan, who sent us the lovely photo of the sandwich a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, so his dad was living in Hong Kong at the time. I got to travel. I was very lucky enough to stay with him for a bit. But the first trip by myself was the one to America the, for camp in, oh, yeah. uh, in two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we've been very lucky us two to have to have travel. Well, I say lucky. We've also worked very hard to to get to travel and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Sacrificed yeah. money. Yep. Career. Sacrificed money. <laughs> <laughs> well, paid money. We paid money. <laughs> I wouldn't call it much of a sacrifice at all. <laughs> money well spent. I mean, you know, some people who who who, who just stayed here and, and you know they've probably paid off. Several homes by now. Yeah, but know. I mean, what do you want in life? I mean, that's true. I don't really want a home. Mm. What am I talking about? Where am I going to live? But I really, <laughs> I don't prioritize buying a home. Like my, my priorities, experiences, especially I get to a bit of an older age, like pushing up towards. I'm just past. I'm just got to thirty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My prospects of buying a home become less and less likely as I get older. But never say never, Lamb. Well, maybe I don't want to. And. Maybe neither, I, neither should you. Maybe I want to use that money to go and travel the world still. Yes. And explore. Yes. yes. Wonderlust is strong. It sure is. But we have developed traditions over time. Well, because this is a... It's weird. Okay. <laughs> Planes are weird. And still to this day freak me out a little bit. Because not only is... I mean, the power of flight is one thing. That, sure. the, to fly is an amazing thing. Yep. But to do it on such a mass commercial level... Yeah. 
where there's millions of flights a day all over the world. Yes. Planes going up and landing down. And they're not crashing for the most part. Most part. Yeah. They're pretty good. Well, I'd say. That blows my mind is how regular and industrial and common and safe this all is. And like and, and to the point where like I think like the idea of travel, right? The idea of backpacking and adventure kind of stems from like literature. Yeah. You know. Treasure Island and oh, at, least, at least our idea growing up here in Australia, like yeah. Treasure Island and jumping on ships and, 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 and traversing and travelling and going on adventures. Sure. You know, these days the idea of flight is, you know, we, we've kind of – it is cattle class. Like yeah. we, we go into this little tin box and we sit there and we watch movies and we end up on the other side of the world. We always take it for granted. It's bizarre. We take it for granted. It, it, we take it, and, and as we've learned in the last year and a half, we sure. should not take it for granted. But definitely we should not. No. You never know what's around the corner. Bloody Perth for the last two years. That's oh my right. god, locked away. Oh my god. There's actually there was um, a, a comedian who I'm pretty sure we can't talk about anymore. Who one one time mentioned someone was complaining on a uh, an air flight. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, complaining on an air flight about Wi-Fi. The, uh, no, the the Wi-Fi and the the movie's not working. Like the yeah. movies aren't working. It's like, can you just appreciate the fact that you're on a flying piece of metal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just appreciate the fact yeah, that you are in, in the, sky. the sky. Yeah, not dying. <laughs> but it's fair. But I understand, like, because I find flying uncomfortable and exhausting and tired. Because I mean, you're I'm, a unit. Very, I'm very, I'm you're very, I'm very big. You're a big fella. Planes are not designed for <laughs> people of my size. Well, not not but cattle I, class but, anymore. But I remember, I remember, you know, when I did make my first flight when I was twelve. Yeah. No, not even 12. I was younger than 12. It would have been 1993. Okay. And O.J. Simpson was going on. It was a four or three. That's right. It was the trial. The trial was going on. Oh, the trial, not the chase. Yeah, so not okay. the actual yeah, chase. Yeah, the it was chase. the actual trial. I remember being in America mm-hmm. um, when the trial was actually kind of going on. And I remember I was 11, so it would have been year six. Okay. Because I was 11 and I wanted to be 12. So 93. Um, <laughs> you really so wanted to be 12. I wanted to be 12. So every time someone asked how old I was, I'd go, I'm 12. But but, but by being 12, <laughs> the, the, ch- the cost of every ticket would double because I'd be 12 plus. Oh, of course. But my dad would always go, no, you're not, you're 11. And they'd be like, well, that looks sus. And then he'd have to pull up the passport and go, he's only 11. <laughs> We've budgeted him being 11. <laughs> we haven't budgeted him being 12. Um, but I remember, you know, I was on a flight and, like, I just remember we did this world trip, yeah. which was amazing. It was such a great – it was an amazing experience. But, you know, the flights back then, I think back, smoking. Yep. So I remember people smoking well, on planes. Well, you could still smoke on the planes back then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember people smoking on planes and I remember yeah. the whole plane filling up with, like, mist. And I remember, like, the, the, basically watching um, – it was Blue Chips, the Nick Nolte, Shaquille O'Neal film, and Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> Yeah, which we just saw. We must have seen those films. Like, was this on the, the big fifteen times? It was like one screen at the one front, one big screen, or little screens that dropped down from yeah, the sky. Yeah, yeah. The so sky. like, so from the sky. <laughs> so I remember, I remember like those flights. And gosh, I'm you know, I feel so lucky now. I remember my first yeah. flight. Like the the whole idea of having my own TV when I did my first flight to the UK was like that wasn't a given. Yeah, you know, like I've, Singapore Airlines there and had their own little TV. Qantas on the way back shared TVs. Yeah, like it wasn't a given back then. No. You know, so we're very lucky. We are very lucky. And I remember there was um I was I was very fortunate. My mum has a uh, she's got a few points on the old Qantas. Um, right, because she's very smart with her with how she kind of manages her you know points and how her, how she spends. Mm. And I remember I was traveling back and forth between Perth and Melbourne quite a lot when my ex was going through her military school. Right. And there was one time that she thought she'd treat me to a cheeky business class. Very nice. Thank you, Mum. How was that, the dream? Well, it was going to be the dream, and then they downsized the plane. So... (laughs) 
So I got bumped. I had to once I got to so I was going to Melbourne, and then I had a two-hour drive down to the Mornington Peninsula where the yeah. base was. So I was getting in at four o'clock. It was all timed out nicely. I got bumped from that first one. They're like, "Just go chill in the business class lounge. You'll be fine." I'm like, "Okay, can I go to the next one then?" They're like, "Oh, we can't give you the ticket to the next one. Yeah, because you got yours with points. We have to wait until someone else buys the ticket." I'm like, "No, I've got it. I have a ticket. Just put me on the next one." We can't do that. I was working at Flight Center at the time. Uh-huh. I called them up and I said, can you just hold those seats? And then I got them to cancel them like right before the flight departed so yeah. that my seats were there. But it was a smaller flight, an older plane, and so they had literally tapes still to play. And this was like in 2000, tapes. 2015, 2016, like tapes of like um, not Better Homes and Gardens but like some sort of like home restoration show. Yeah, so yeah. we're sitting there and like in the in the front where there was like just the four business class seats. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those brand spanking new planes wow. like with the life lap beds and the – It was? Uh, it was meant to be and then it got downsized and then – watching the block on uh, – Correct, <laughs> more, more or less, more or less. <laughs> and I know this sounds super privileged and super wanky but yeah. like there was was one of my very few business class experiences and yeah. so to be downgraded to the, the TVs coming out of the roof or out of the sky. Oh, I get it. it. And it did terrible. you get the points back? No. no it was so, still, so you it, spent it was, the same amount of It was points. still business class. Oh, that's that would that would <laughs> do my head in. I'd be so frustrated. I'd complain. Do you know what the best part is? My luggage didn't make it. My luggage was on the first and my luggage was on the air. Wow. No, my luggage wow. was, was on the first wow. flight. got taken yeah. off. Yeah. Didn't make my flight. Yeah. And then I had to get it sent to the, um, the morning to miniature. Right. So I got there at two in the morning, I think yeah. it was. I remember I went on a flight. I, I came on one because I lived in the UK for about three years. Mm. And I came back a couple of times. And I remember coming back once and I landed back in, in Heathrow. And it was a foggy, foggy day. Sounds on brand. And I tell you, it just caused absolute chaos. Like I remember the plane landing and I was like looking at the window and I was like looking at the fog and then all of a sudden, like the like the runway disappears out of nowhere. And the plane literally just boom, boom, bounces up and down. And I'm like, geez. Yeah. We get in and it's just chaos. Delays everywhere. Yeah. My flight was delayed, delays everywhere. And then like we kind of went off this little section and there was a flight to Edinburgh and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, well, you can jump on that one if you want. And I'm like, yeah. I literally just ran onto a plane. <laughs> Yeah. Like, honestly, like this was – I don't even know how it was even possible, but mm. I literally basically just ran onto a plane. Mm. Not thinking that the whole complexity of getting my luggage yeah. was was actually not so easy. No. And then, obviously, I got there and I was waiting for my bag, and I'm like, oh, my bag's not here. Mm. I was a backpacker at the time, so I literally just had one bag. Yeah. With everything. All the things. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was a stinky couple of days. <laughs> Actually, it was only about twenty. They, they got it to me very quickly. I was very impressed. But this this is a good lesson for you to learn, though. You always pack an extra pair of jocks, at least, or back, pair, jocks and socks, always in your carry on. Do you? Hell yeah! Are you kidding me? Of course you do. Because in case, even if you're traveling normally and they lose, yeah. and your bag goes a yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. on the way, I've taken many flights in my life. Yeah. I've never done that. Well, no. I mean, I I, I do. Like, it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong. It is yeah. a good idea. It does happen. Bags do go missing. Like when you book buying one of those flights and you're like, you've got like an hour and 15 minutes to go from this flight to the next. And you're yeah. like, oh. This was fascinating to me because like when I was a travel agent, I used to book flights in Singapore Airport, which is not a small airport by any no, stretch of the imagination. No, no. And there would be a 45-minute turnaround. Wow. But they were confident that you were going to make it. But Singapore Airlines, though, Singapore Airport, sorry, it's massive. It's fantastic. Mm. Which kind of brings us to what we're ranking today. Yes, that's true. Airport traditions. What we do when we go through airports in any country, could be anywhere, could be specific, 
That's a beautiful thing about the That's Rank podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't know mm-hmm. we don't know each other's lists. We don't know how we've interpreted the lists or we the idea. Not. We do not. So, yeah, airport traditions. I'm intrigued to see how this goes. As am I. Yeah. As am I. Because what is an airport tradition? That's a great question. Initially, I kind of raised this idea thinking about food. Yes. Um, and I'll get to that when I get to my number one. Of course, number one. He's always he's I, called it. But then I started to think a little bit more about, like, what is an airport tradition? Because you go through airports all the time, and certainly I do. I have habits and I have traditions and I have things that I, that I do when I'm preparing uh, for a flight. Sure. Would you like me to go first? Well, honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. And before we do that, please get involved in the conversation. <laughs> we always do this. We forget the most important that's part, plugging our show to Pl- people. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's get involved. True. That's Rank Pod at Twitter. We want, Instagram. We want to hear about your Gmail. airport stories, airport traditions, yeah. favourite airport meals. Yep. We want anything, to hear it all. Anything. We want to hear all your stories. Mm. But let's start with the honourable mentions. After you, sir. Well, an honourable mention for me is navigating the butter for the roll that comes with, <laughs> the, with, the, with the, uh, the meal. At the airport? No, this is actually on the plane. Oh, so, so you're already taking liberties. It's the, it's the airport. I kind of already have taken a liberty, <laughs> which is why it's an honourable mention that's not on my list. Fair but it is certainly a tradition. It's a tradition that's involved in the travel process, sure, sure, which sure, is sure, when sure, the food – because sure. I enjoy airport meals. Yeah, sure. I like sitting on a plane. Yeah. If, I get, if I get a seat that has a bit of room, yeah. I generally quite enjoy sitting on a plane yeah. and just watching movies and know that, knowing that I literally can't do anything. See, this is interesting because like, I'm sure you're like me, and mm. if you get one of those seats that you maybe don't have the amount of room, you're kind mm. of like your elbows in it, your ribs trying to eat. Oh, it's, it's, it's hell. Yeah, it's, it's not hell. fun. No, it's and not fun at all. Is that what you mean by navigating the butter? And that's why we, but even just like the, the tray itself, you sure. know, because you've got the, your, your shoulders are in here, you're trying to eat this thing, you've got the screen like here, yeah. like two inches from your face, <laughs> and you're sitting there, you're trying to eat, and like the butter always comes out of the fridge, so it's always yeah. hard. Yeah. So I always put the butter on top of the hot dish Come on. as a starting point. Yeah. So butter, as soon as I get it, butter goes onto the hot dish. Yep. Then I rotate it a couple of times to soften it up while I have the cheese and crackers. Yeah, you, just, you create like this yeah. little thing out of like chopsticks, like yeah. like a little rotisserie for your <laughs> for your butter over the hot food. <laughs> <laughs> and if it doesn't have a bread roll and butter, and if it doesn't have a cracker and cheese, I'm very disappointed. Demand a refund. And I'll never take that airline again. Do you know cracker and cheese? Like because I think we discussed cheddar a few weeks back, and I yeah. said like I wasn't a huge fan of cheddar. There oh, yeah. is one exception to that rule: airplanes. Airplanes. Really? Yeah. 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 I don't know why, but if you give me a bit of tasty cheddar and a bit yeah. of cracker on an airplane, yeah. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. I'm going to love it. And I actually saved some of the butter from the bread roll. Oh, really? For the cracker. It's a bit of cracker, a bit of butter, mm. cheese on top. Mm. Thank you very much. Mm. Mm. And I don't mention these days. An airport tradition for me these days as I've got older and wiser is a trip to the GP before a flight. Okay. In order to get a nice little sedative. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'm, I might actually partake in this next time I fly anywhere because it's a great idea. It's a good idea because I find airplanes very uncomfortable. As do I. Um, and, and and slightly anxiety-provoking as well. So I like to go to the GP mm-hmm. and get myself a little doctor-approved doctor sedative. Fair enough. Just for the flight. A bit of a calming agent. See. Just for the travel. So I think I could I can deal with it. Yeah. I can deal with it. But it also sounds lovely. Well, I can deal with it. But it, but why should you have to? And also, yeah. I probably shouldn't be saying this on a podcast. That's fine. However, 
Doctors never ask twice about it. They don't understand. They go, sure, sure. For flying, yeah, no yeah. worries. It's quite a common request. Oh, I so think you it don't... must be. The, the amount of people who must get real anxiety and real anxious yeah. flying, I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. it must be a phobia for I, lots of people. I don't do that. I can't do that. Looks like for now, for example, I go to Kalgoorlie for work, but I go in the morning and I come back in the evening. So I can't have a sedative for an hour and 15-minute flight to it Kalgoorlie. It might ruin your work And day. then work <laughs> for the rest of the day. So I can survive it. Sure. But particularly for the larger flights, the longer flights, like I, I won't say oh, no yeah. to, a, well, to a little bit of a, a relaxant. I thought you meant that's what you meant. I, mm. I wouldn't think you would need it for an hour and a half flight to Cal. Mm. That'd be the, that is what I'm meaning. That is what yeah, I'm yeah, meaning. Yeah. But, I, but I do still, like, when, even when I'm on that flight, I'm like, this is weird. This is weird. And uh, I guess a chewing, a chewing thing, like a Mentos. Okay. And Mentos is another little tradition. That's for the, the, the ear popping, so mm-hmm. taking off and landing. Sometimes I'll have a little pack of Mentos in my, in my, in my pocket. Sure. But also to freshen up. Yes. Um, because – After you sleep with your mouth open for two because hours. Because they're stinky, <laughs> dirty places, planes. They're stinky, dirty places. Yeah. So I've always tried a, a good dose, dose of deodorant, Yeah. some Mentos, yeah. flip-flops. Okay. So generally I'll go, unless I'm going to a cold country, I'll go flip-flops. That way there's no removal or, 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 or putting on of the, of the shoe. You're, you're a brave man, okay. Well, I don't put the feet on the, on the ground. So the feet, the feet stay in the flip-flop, but they're not sitting suffocated in, in the sock for the flight. Sure. But, so you're, you're very confident in the cleanliness of your feet then? My feet don't smell. Do you smell your own brand? Well, but feet smell because they're in the sock, man. No, but if they're in the sock and they're in the shoe the entire time, because I, I mean, I'm different. That's what I'm saying. I avoid the sock and the shoe. I always keep my shoes and socks on the entire flight, though. Well, if I'm wearing shoes and socks, I'm certainly am keeping them on. <laughs> but that's why. But I, remember, I spent, I did a lot of my travelling in Southeast Asia, and I lived in true, Southeast true, Asia, true, where true. you wouldn't even wear a pair of shoes for months. Yeah, that's fair. I'd, I'd work. I wouldn't. I probably didn't put a pair of shoes on for three or four months at a time. Sure. So like I got very used to the flip-flop and, and the thong. That's good. And I'm saying I don't put the shoe and the sock on, so I don't create the sweat yeah. and the smell of the feet. I just like to sit in the thong. So comfortable clothing, yep. flip-flops, yeah. Mentos. Yeah. Um, these days I'm sure the tradition would be a mask. Um, these are all airplane, by the way, not airport at all. Yeah, but these are part of the travel experience. Because right? the, the Mentos I understand. Because like, when, yeah. I, when I get off a plane, because I know that when I sleep on a plane, I don't know what it is about sleeping on a plane, but... Always, 100% of the time, because yeah. I know that everyone's got at least one person who's taken a photo of them sleeping on a plane. Mm. Your mouth's agape. You've got just, you, your mouth is dry when you wake up. Can, you, can you sleep on a plane? I, 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 I can. Yeah. As I get older, I can. Yeah. But even if you take your sedatives and stuff like that or whatever, you're still going to fall asleep, right? Or do you not fall asleep still? I rarely fall wow. asleep. I mean, I that kind of makes really sense. Struggling. I mean, you, you, you're, you are bigger than me and I'm not a small person. No. So, like, it's, it, it would make sense you struggle. On, yes. a, on an economy seat as well. That's true. Yeah. I, I have learned to adjust to sleeping, mm-hmm. but it's normally like half an yeah. hour, hour at a time. It's not like constant. The only time I can remember actually getting a full long sleep was on a flight, thankfully, from LA to Singapore. It was 18 hours. Uh-huh. Um, it was when I was coming back from summer camp. Yeah. And I'm not too sure if it was a mixture of me just being exhausted from that entire trip because it was, it was like four months of just nonstop. Mm. But I put on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I thought, mm. oh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, that's going to get me two-thirds of the way. <laughs> I fell asleep during the first movie, and I woke up when they were giving us breakfast as we were about to come into land. Really? I just fell asleep for 10 hours. Oh, that sounds so good. I, I was shocked. Yeah. I woke up thinking it was like two hours later, yeah, and I was yeah. I was amazed at how much I'd slept. Wow. That has never happened again. No. 
But I know you must have really needed it. I must have. Mm-hmm. But I remember waking up and my mouth was just dry as all get because obviously the air conditioning in the airplane anyway is gonna it's yeah. gonna suck the moisture out of your face. Yeah. Yeah. And you know me, I've got a bit of a skin condition. So ah, yeah. especially after a flight where the air conditioning is pumping. Yeah. When your mouth's open, when you're sleeping, the first thing you have to do when you get off the plane is have yourself a mentos. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of get the juices yeah. flowing again and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it makes sense. It does. It's a good one. And one final tradition. Well, so there used to be a tradition. The tradition was I'd get to the airport three hours earlier. Yes. So I would be the first person in the line. Yes. And ask for the emergency exit row. Well, that's on my list too. So. Which which <laughs> no longer is available because they tend to charge you for those now. They so do. It's, it's cheeky. It's, it's, it's cheeky. It's cheeky. Finally, the most important part for a long flight. Yeah before even getting to the airport, is getting up, having a, a cheeky little poo. <laughs> <laughs> because there's nothing worse than an airport. No, no. There's only one thing worse than an airport toilet. The airplane toilet? The airplane yeah, toilet, yeah. 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 So I try to avoid that scenario at all costs Well, do what I can to, to clear out the old uh, the bowels. <laughs> what is going on here? Liam's bleeding and uh, without. <laughs> it's fine. Doesn't matter. No, I agree because, like, I can. I here, let's 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 put it out there. Okay, you and I do not fit in airplane toilets. Mm, it's a it's a it's a it's a challenge. It's a rarity. I find the ones that are in the like you know the toilets that are in the middle blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are usually okay because they don't have the kind of curved the, the roof. Curvature. Yeah. But if you're getting in one of those side toilets, like I know that me, like, and my yep. poor little Johnson, like, you know, you have to obviously tuck your little fella in when you're doing doing your business. I, it's, it gets squashed because my, my legs have to be like, I can't fit my legs and everything in there. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You're a man. You know? Well, I'm just too busy trying to, like, like I close I, the door. I close the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and turn. <laughs> Like, that's the basic movement. Um, like, go from one side to the other is hard enough for me, and the, particularly in the curved yes. one. You've got to go to the middle one. You've got to go to the middle one. You have to go to the middle one. It's a lifelong dream to get business class, it is. Are the toilets uh, bigger in business class on your one? <laughs> well, uh, well, I have been in business class a few more times. Almost. Oh, you have? Yeah. I, I've, have you? Yeah. I've flown from Perth to Bangkok on Thai Airways business class. How'd you get that? Work. When I was working as a travel agency, right. when travel agencies was a, uh, a profitable gig, right, um, and they could afford that kind of stuff, so we went on a famil and Thai Airways put us up into a, a business class toilet. Beauty! I Did had, you spend the whole flight in the toilet because it's that comfortable? Do you know what? Do you know what? what? I fucking fell asleep. What in the toilet? Yeah, no, <laughs> on the on the business class flight in, in, in my seat, right? Yeah. So this is a flight in a famil where people are known for just getting raucous, right? Yeah. I fell asleep, and everyone when I woke up and we got to Bangkok, Savannah boom. Everyone was cut, just absolutely off their trolley. Just from the flight. Just from the flight, because they've been given like whiskeys and champagne yeah. and stuff like that. And this sucker put his massager on the chair and mm-hmm. fell asleep the entire time. Mm. So, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Your what? Your massage? The, the chair had a massage kind of thing in it. So that would be uncomfortable, wouldn't it? If you're not utilizing it. No, I did utilize it. That's why I fell asleep. But if, but if you're not, you got the you got those things poking to you back the whole. No, way? no, no, no. They they go away. They go away. Yeah, yeah. they thought about that. Wow. You can have business class and people going, oh, yeah. this is uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I think the, I think the best, the best mm. toilet I've ever had on a, so 
bless my bless my mum. Yeah. Another time, she for me, she got me for my birthday business class back from Philippines to Perth. Oh wow! Um, I visited some friends who I met in America, and just three girls, and they were in Philippines. They said, "Come join us," so I joined them. And then coming home from Manila, I flew from Manila to Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Singapore, Singapore, back to Perth. Manila to Hong Kong, Hong Kong to Singapore was all Cathay Pacific. Now, that one and a half hour flight mm. from Manila to Hong Kong was on this fucking amazing plane. Like, just the most perfect plane. That toilet in that business class was like a suite. It was massive. And it had a window to look outside and everything. Mm. It was huge. That was by far the best toilet I've ever had on a, on a, on a plane. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But no, but business class is okay. Like this, the bigger seat's nice. I think that's that's good. I yeah, think the yeah, rest yeah. of the experience is pretty. To be honest, I've looked at business class. I wish I could travel business class. The cost is, probably but I'm not. not prepa- I'm not prepared to pay no. for the price. It's like five it's, times the cost. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and yeah, I just don't think I can't justify that. Just for us, what really truly is a slightly more comfortable experience. Mm. Like you're still you're still in a plane. Yeah, like you're still locked away for. Yeah. 13 hours, you're still in a chair, the one same chair. Like, how much more comfortable can it be? Like, I'm sure cattle class is nasty. Let's mm. face it, cattle class is nasty, but mm. it's only short term. And if it gets you from Perth to the other side of the world for a magical experience, well, it's worth it. I, and I think that's the best way to look at it. Like, at the end of the day, you're still going to get to where you're going. Yeah. Is that is that extra comfort worth the extra seven grand? Yeah. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. You know. and That and, in itself is a trip. Exactly right. Mm. So you cut a glass, you get up and stretch your legs out every every hour or so. Yep, yep. Go stand by the plane. You get the same movies. You get the same, you know, you get fed, you get booze, you get all that kind of stuff. So realistically, yeah. the only difference yep. is slight comfort. Yep. You know. That's but. it. Well, let me, let me tell you my honorables. Okay. Because I've, I've got a few of them. <laughs> yep. Um, so I always go to the bookstore and browse books that are, and, and buy one that I'll never read. Oh, uh, yep, that's a good one. Yeah, I always do that. Oh, uh, yeah, the magazine beforehand. Yeah, yep, so that's a, that's a tradition. Yep. My mum buys me a magazine beforehand. She's yep. done it before every trip I've ever taken. Your new idea? New idea, new <laughs> idea. She lets me pick the magazine. Which one? She'll let me pick the magazine. Oh, that's very sweet. I try and wrangle for an upgrade for the next flight. Absolutely. Always, always. Has it worked? Never. <laughs> I mean, there was one time I was coming back through Singapore and I, I went to the thing and I was like, hey, um, I'm a travel agent. Uh, uh, I was wondering if there's any way to get uh, an upgrade to business class for the flight home if it's not too busy uh, so I can experience it and help me sell it better. And Stalea was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. She taps away on the keyboard for a little bit. She's like, it'll be 5000 US dollars. I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what I meant, but thank you very much for looking out. I, pre- I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Um, touche to her. Yeah, touche to her, yeah. She knows what's up. Um, try to find the free Wi-Fi. That's always a good thing to do. Good airport, in an airport, airport yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the times you have to try and find a code or find yep. some sort of information desk. Try and get your go code. through some uh, little entry portal. That's right. Yeah. Give you give all your give all your details give all your away. Details away just right. for some really slow Wi-Fi. <laughs> Super slow Wi-Fi. Uh, try and get to a lounge or just go to a lounge. You know, pay pay a little bit extra going to one of the lounges there. How much does a lounge cost? Depends which airport. Um, like Singapore airport, air, airport, you can get a pretty decent one for like twenty or thirty. Really? Yeah, but you don't get like all the free food, free beer, and stuff like that. It's kind of like just a comfortable place to kind of relax. A lot, of, a lot of the lounges I've been into have been with like credit cards. Like when I had um, when I had an Amex for a while, mm-hmm. 
you know, we put a lot of expenses on there. Yeah, so yeah. A shitload of money onto it. So we had lots of points. But that got us into the Amex Lounge in a lot of different airports. But no, I think even Hong Kong, I got into one in Hong Kong for, I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks. It's probably worth it, to be honest. If you've got, it depends on how long you've got. You've it depends got on your stopover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was one stopover I had in, I think it was when I was going to London and I flew Malaysian Airlines. And I remember getting a call from someone at the travel agency that I went to, they went through and said, hey, you've paid this, but if you pay an extra 20 bucks, instead of, because it was originally meant to be an overnight stop of about 12 hours. Mm. She goes, pay an extra 20 and it'll only be a two hour stop. I'm like, well, fuck yeah, do that. I don't want to wait 12 hours in Kuala Lumpur Airport get to Kuala Lumpur Airport, go to board the next flight, get halfway down the, the turret to the, to, the, to the plane and they call me back and say, your flight's actually not till tomorrow night this time. So this person, this agent had actually misread the thing and that $20 extra got me a 26-hour layover instead of a 12-hour layover yeah. instead of the two-hour layover. Mm. So I had to try and f- fill my time in Kuala Lumpur Airport for 26 hours. Mm. I just got the hotel. You know, those little airport hotels they have inside. Mm-hmm. Just got one of those for six or, six or eight hours. Yeah. But if, if you had like maybe six hours, the airport lounge would be a good, would be a good option, I would yeah. say. Yeah. And my final honorable mention, and this purely depends on the airport you're in. You couldn't do this in Vientiane Airport. Um, that's explore the airport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's so, see what's out there. See what's out there. So And Changi Airport, perfect case in point. Incheon, in Seoul. Also yep. a massive airport you can mm. explore. Mm. But, I mean, KL, KLIA to, a, to, a, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Savannah Boom can, kind of goes in a, in a ring, kind of has the same thing over and over yeah, again yeah, from yeah. what I remember. Yeah, yeah. So you can't really explore too Do much. Do you ever buy GD free stuff? We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. But that's, that, they're my honourable mentions. So my, there's a few of them, and I probably All could right. keep going. Mm. But you know what? Let's get into the lists. The list. Number three for you, my friend. Well, number three, mm-hmm. and I feel like this comes. I've got my process for entertainment, yep, down to a fine art. Okay, like I start to prepare for the flight, yeah, you know, days beforehand. Okay, which involves often loading and downloading uh, movies onto my iPad. Sure, so that's first key point. Okay, movies onto the iPad. And this is even for your little your one and a half hour trips to Kargil. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I watch a movie from the time the taxi picks me up. I basically, I, w- I put on the iPad, I watch a movie. I'm sitting in the airport, I watch a movie. On the plane, I watch a movie. I normally would watch one and a half movies on a flight to cow and back. Okay. I download podcasts onto the phone. Perfect. So I'm still like, in a non-Wi-Fi in the plane world. Sure. And I don't, don't trust the Wi-Fi on the plane. You shouldn't either. And I don't trust the entertainment on planes. Although- so I always have my own supply. You know, like the, like the not just be... Um, you know the old movie, like the twenty movies. Sometimes weren't always the best. The best movies. Pigeonholed. Exactly right. Yeah. So I'm very. So that's that for me is the process. It's the preparation. Okay. It's the loading of the the movies onto the iPad. Mm-hmm. The loading of the music and the podcasts onto the phone. Yep. And yeah, this has gone. This goes back to when I used to load music and, and podcasts onto the iPad Touch. Wow. Or the or the mini the iPod Mini. Okay. You know, like you know, like there's a process. There's always been yeah. access to tailored audio and entertainment throughout the way. Yeah. I will have a backup pair of headphones because that's how important integral. this is. Integral. A backup pair of headphones. Oh, yes. The have headphone adapter. Yep. So into the, the the thing, into the plug. Yep. Just in case you need that. Yep. And I've actually got like a little. I've got like a little pack because my my my, my 
seats are so small, yes, I've, I can't have my wallet or keys or phone or anything in them. Sure, or I have my phone, but I also got a very small little pack, and the pack has chapstick, yep, the earphone adapter, yep, the backup headphones, yep. and some uh, some mints. Perfect. And that slides into the pocket <laughs> in, a, in an aerodynamic, comfortable way. <laughs> so there's a full process of preparation. So your, um, your tradition is literally just prep. It's like your, your flight prep, prep is just for like... entertainment and comfort. That's my prep. That, that's my tradition. And so that when I walk into that airport, yeah. I am prepared for every step along the way. <laughs> you know, I sit down, I go through, I go through security, yeah. which again, I've got to a fine, you know, like I've got for a, a, fine, um, a fine art. You're not one of those people who tries to pull all their wallets out at the last minute when you're trying no. to go... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm prepared way, in, way, way, way in advance. And look at the, the laptops out, the, the iPads out. The, yeah. You know, most of the time I'm wearing a belt that I know goes through without a beep. Good egg. And I slide right through. Good egg. Look at this guy. I go through the other side. Yep. And then I pull out the iPad, start watching a movie. Perfect. And I just wait. You're a considerate. You're considerate. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Security checker. That's right. I go straight for the gate. Okay. Gen- generally speaking, I go straight to the gate. Okay. I'm like, look, I don't. I, don't, I want to find out where this gate is. I'm just going to go to the gate and go straight to the gate. Sort that out. You don't find the rush of like the. Uh, the last minute gate dash. Hate the last minute gate dash. <laughs> hate stress at the going to the airport. Hate pressure. Hate, hate the hate the thought that I might be stuck and stranded in in, in Perth in, airport. In, in, per, <laughs> Perth airport, but in some other airport. So that's my that's my number three. Okay, entertainment prep. That's not. A, that's actually a really good idea, mm. and, and one that I wish that I was better at. And, but to be honest with you, when I flew back from Sydney this time last year, and I said this time last year, July last year. I wish I'd done that because yeah. I got on the plane and the entertainment wasn't switched on. Because and and this was another time that I treated COVID. This is another time I treated myself to yeah. business class. I yeah. used my my own points. The entertainment wasn't switched on. Nope, because they they were worried about you touching the screens because of COVID. No, correct. Yeah, even though they, even though they could have like um, hygienically sprayed, sprayed the them, and then you can use them, and then they can do it afterwards. Uh, you're sitting in a freaking chair the whole time. Like you're, like you're sitting in that space. Are you trying to apply logic to this? You probably shouldn't <laughs> try and apply logic to this. I was, so, I was so mad. I was yeah. just like, I, I was in seat one A. I was so pumped for this flight. Oh no! And I had to sit there and sleep. Yeah. My number three, booze. No matter what time. <laughs> <laughs> it is an airport tradition. Yeah. You can arrive at the airport at two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the afternoon, 11, 10, 7, doesn't matter. You get a beer. Get a beer. Beer? Doesn't matter. Mostly a beer, though. I like to think that it's an airport tradition. It seems to me that this is just like a daily. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, sir? It's a, it's, a, it's a getting home from work tradition. What are you talking about? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. But yeah, no, airports definitely. Thanks for this gin, by the way. It's great. Yeah, no worries. No, but it's, it's for some reason, like, it's acceptable. But I feel like there's a time at the airport. Time doesn't exist, right? Because you're going from time zone to time zone. So I feel time doesn't like, exist. No. Time's weird. So I feel I feel like at the airport there is a it's like, it's like a vacuum. It's a time vacuum. So no matter what time you, it could be nine in the breakfast time. Yep. Get yourself a bacon egg muffin. Yeah. Coffee? No. Espresso martini. Thank you very much. Tick those boxes instead. Mm-hmm. You know. So that I mean that 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 I feel like I'm not too sure that's just my tradition either. I think a lot of people follow the, a very similar trajectory when it comes to. Uh, Airports and booze. You? No. Never booze. Never been my thing in airports. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm on sedatives. It could be that. <laughs> <laughs> sedatives and watching your movies on your iPad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I've never needed the booze. And I'm like, oh, it's probably pretty expensive. 
days. I'm like, ah, doesn't matter. Well, it, that is true. They do mark up the uh, at the airports like a mofo, mm. but mm. I don't know. It's just it's just a weird. I like thing. the tradition. If I travel with you mm-hmm. next year, like, yes. we're, like we're maybe hopeful of, yes, I will definitely have a beer with you at the airport. Link. Please partake. Yeah, please partake. I mean, there was one time coming back from probably I think it was my most recent trip. I was by myself coming back to Perth, and I was sitting. It was a Singapore airport, and it was really early in the morning. There was one bar open. Mm-hmm. Everything else was closed except for like a few duty-free shops, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just sat there and drank $14 Heineken's, bottles of Heineken, until for like hours, just because there was soccer on. I think it was like, it wasn't World Cup, it was like something that was on. And I just sat there and just watched it, yeah. drank beers, and yeah. it just passes the time. It just mm. passes the time. Mm. It's great. Mm. Very basic one, but that's that's definitely a tradition that I, I follow through on most yeah. times. Yeah, I go to the airport. Well, my number two is also a beverage. Uh-huh. And I discovered this beverage with you. Oh. Not at an airport. Okay. But in our trip, to, our first trip to Japan, when we discovered that, well, when I discovered the caramel macchiato okay. at Starbucks. <laughs> okay. So now I'm a big coffee drinker, obviously, yep. but I tend to avoid caramel macchiatos because of the, the sugar and the syrup and all that sure, stuff sure, involved. Sure. I tend to feel a bit dirty after it. Yeah. But at the Chiang Mai airport, yeah. there was a Starbucks there. Yeah. I guess I, I travelled quite a bit from the airport. I was living there. Yes. And I would often have to take little trips and it would always start at Chiang Mai Airport. Yep. At the very beginning of my journey, I'd always get to the airport, go to the Starbucks, or check in. Sure. Good start. Go to the Starbucks. Yeah. Get myself a caramel macchiato from Starbucks. Very nice. Um, and it's always like a go-to airport coffee. Okay. Like kind of when I'm transiting. Yeah. When I coffee, caramel macchiato. And, but you don't drink those here though. I mean, I don't think I can sustain drinking the caramel macchiato on a regular basis <laughs> because heavy. they're so bad for you. Yeah, it's pretty they're t- generally like huge and yeah. they're full of sugar. Yeah, um, and you do feel pretty rotten from the sugar afterwards. Sure. So I tend to, whereas I feel like, well, if I'm on a plane, I'm going to feel pretty rotten anyway, <laughs> and particularly if I'm on a layer, that double down boosts me up. <laughs> Boost you up? Well, coffee coffee goes only half of the journey, Liam. That's right. You also need a fair dose of of, of sugar. In that in that bad boy as well. So the old caramel macchiato. So now and so now when I'm in an airport, particularly if it's one I'm not familiar with, sure. Depending on my situation, there may very well be a search for a caramel macchiato and a search for a Starbucks at an airport, and they're not always found. I don't think Starbucks are always found, but there's always some sort of local cafe that might always, that might be there, like the Excelsior Cafe or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and there's some bad ones out there. There's some bad ones. Abu Dhabi Airport's got some. Some bad coffee, I really? must say. Yep, yep, yep. That did not impress me. I've been through the Middle East, so I couldn't. I couldn't comment. Yes, not, not did no. not impress me. Did not impress me. Don't impress you mm. much. No, 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 no. The coffee at the airport. I've never spent any time in in, in Abu Dhabi or UAE or any of those places. But the coffee at the airport, no, no, no good, no, no, no good. So, yeah. Well, would you like to know my number two? Oh, sure would. It's um, it's food galore. Calories don't count, and drink coffee that makes you sick. So it's literally the same thing pretty much as what your number two is. Oh, that's your number two? Yeah, yeah. So food galore. Calories don't count and don't. drink coffees that make you sick. And money doesn't count either. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So so this is – I need to interject because I think we can kind of bring these two bring together. Bring them all in together. Because at the end of the day, I feel like – much like with the alcohol time vacuum, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, the yeah, airport, yeah. especially with layovers, are also just food and just just body vacuums. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't count. You've just eaten two meals potentially. Well, you're in the TARDIS. You're in the TARDIS, that's right. You're in the TARDIS. You're in this weird environment. Yeah. 
where you're actually trapped in. Yeah. You actually can't get out unless going through a process. That's right. So you were stuck inside this space. Yeah. Which rarely has windows. It's almost a it's almost a traumatic experience. You come out the other side, and then mm. when you get to the when you get to the middle, to the to your layover spot, yeah. you need to kind of vent that somehow. Mm. And a lot of the time, it comes out in your in your booze, your foods, and your coffees. That's true. Sometimes all three. But I find that the um, the food, especially quite especially, often all three, yeah. quite often all three, yeah, mm. together. But I'm the same with you with the cafe, caramel macchiatos. Mm. I especially nowadays only drink black coffee. Basically, yeah, I don't drink anything with dairy in it because it makes me a bit sick. Right. However, if I'm going via some sort of airport, especially through one of the Asias, yeah. you know that there's going to be some sort of disgustingly, sickeningly sweet coffee going into my gullet. Can I ask? You may. Come on, from a logistical point of view. Yes. Is an airport or an airplane the best place to intentionally make yourself feel sick? No, airport. <laughs> airport. No, but I, know, but, but I know that. Airport. But oh. then you have the coffee. Yeah. And then you've got to step onto the airplane. Well, and if it has a little bit of a tricky effect on the old gut, well, dep- uh, is that the place you want that to happen? I guess this is where the timing comes in. So if you've got to, if you've got to stop over, say, four hours, yeah. first thing you do, terrible coffee. Yeah. Because you know that way. Right, 100%. The timing is exactly <laughs> what it is. Like this is, yeah. this is what it's like with my pre-flight poo. Okay. Like if I've got an early flight, I've got to wake up early enough to have a coffee. Sure. To wake the system up to, gotcha. get the, to get the pipes flowing. Absolutely. Yeah, because you've got to be on time. Yeah. In all respects, you've got to be on time, even with the basic fundamentals of human life. Well, I think it also comes back to the fact that we are two larger gentlemen, and the airport experience, the airplane experience, when it comes to using the lavatories, is not a, not a pleasant one. But the airport experience is also not a pleasant one. Those toilets, it depends. You're where talking you are. a twenty four seven operation. It depends where you are. Sometimes people. It depends on the toilet. It depends on the flights. It depends on the whole situation. Like, but sometimes you, you, I'll search for a good toilet. I will always trust the toilets at Changi. I will always trust the toilets at those bigger Asian airports. Yeah, yeah. You send me to like Penang, forget about it. Yeah. I'll hold it. You'll hold on. Yeah, I'll hold on. You'll hold on. Yeah. Yeah. For a toozy anyway. Yeah. You'll use the cup. You'll you'll, you'll drink the caramel macchiato and then fill it up with a different type of caramel macchiato. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the times I might opt just for the booze. Yes, yes. And maybe skip the caramel macchiato. But also the food, right? Because the airports, like especially that I go through, look, most of the time I go through Singapore. I love Singapore Airlines. I usually go through them all the time. They got the food courts there. And even though I've just had two meals on the plane, I'll be like, well, I'm just going to that food court and get like Singapore street food. In one of the terms, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just go there and get mm-hmm. three things of those, and you'll eat that, and you'll be like, "Oh, I feel like a piece of shit. I've eaten mm-hmm. way too much food." And then, do you know what happens when you get on the plane? What you still have the next meal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. count. It doesn't. It's, <laughs> it's, you may as well be eating air. You sit down. Yeah, yeah. Well, those airport. I mean, once you get the butter and the bread, and the, that's it, and, and the crackers and cheese. By the way, yeah, I'm definitely a small a small portion. I'm definitely employing that. Uh, that butter on the on the hot food oh, tank. Just don't leave it on there too long, otherwise you'll make your butter. You drink it once again. It's all about timing. That's it. This is all. This is. Yeah. It's yeah, all timing. Yeah. It's all. It's all very very precise. It is. It's all precise. It's stuff like an operation. Yeah. I mean, you're impressed by. You, know, you think the baggage transfer transferring is impressive. Yeah. Look at the the the, the butter uh, defrosting. Uh, <laughs> what about what we do system? <laughs> what about what we do? As 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 as, as lowly yes. travelers. So, um, so my number one. Yes. Speaking of food, my very first trip alone, yeah, the trip to the UK, yeah, via Singapore, Singapore Airlines, Perth to London, stopped in Singapore, yeah. Get off the plane, good start. Hadn't really thought it through a great deal. Yeah. What to expect? I'm like, I'm in a different country. Singapore dollars. I start to walk around. 
What do I see? I see a Burger King. Oh, yeah. Now, this may not seem like a significant sight for most people. You're like but for someone from Western Australia, yeah. where we don't have Burger King, yeah. we've only got Hungry Jacks H-J. because of some strange uh, <laughs> licensing thing. Sure. I'd never seen a Burger King before. Right. I'd seen it obviously in movies. And it was the first time that it sunk in. Yeah. That I've, I'm not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> I'm traveling. I'm elsewhere. There's a Burger King. Yeah. Uh, so what do I do? Well, I ordered Burger King. Of I course. sat down. I had a burger. Yeah. And it's been my tradition ever since. So every time you go through any airport, you're like, if there's a Burger King. Generally speaking. If I'm not feeling like, sometimes there's been times where I'm like, I'm really not feeling Burger King. So I won't uh, force myself to have Burger King. You'll just get a cheeseburger instead of the Whopper. But for the most part, so so there has been times where I've ventured away from Burger King. Okay. But in the process of venturing away from Burger King, I've realized that no airport food is particularly good. And you may as well just go to Burger King. <laughs> 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 to this day, yeah. if I go back to an airport, if I'm ever allowed out of this state again, mm-hmm. you bet your you bet your bottom dollar that I will probably get a Burger King. Go to Burger King. Well, do you know I was telling you before about my cheeky 26 hour stopover in KLIA in uh-huh. You were. I got Burger King quite a lot <laughs> in that 26 hours. I don't know, because it's, it's, it's a different experience. Like, obviously, here you get the Hungry Jacks, you know what you're going to expect, like shitty kind of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, those Burger Kings in Asia just hit different. I don't think they're microwaved. Yeah, like the, no. I think Hungry Jacks here is microwaved. Oh, gotcha. It just hits different. I don't yeah. know what it is. It just yeah. kind of just, it's something different about it that makes it actually seem worthwhile to put in your mouth. Yeah. I can't say the same thing about Hungry Jacks here. I don't think that's ever worth putting in your mouth. In fact, it's been about 15 years since I've hung Hungry Jacks. It's probably been a long time since I've hung Hungry Jacks too. It was a real go-to for me after after a party, after a night out, sure. you know, when I was in share houses. Yep. There'd often be a trip to Hungry Jacks and an Aussie burger the next morning. Yeah. But I must say that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. So it's not worth it. Mm. Not here anyway. No. Not here anyway. No. No. But it's nice. It's still... But for me, it was more to the point that it was my first recognition that I'm out. I've been nostalgic I'm, attached I'm, to I'm, it. And, I, and I'm travelling. I'm yeah. travelling. The world is different. The world is a big place. Yeah. And that's probably why I have a fascination with fast food in other countries. Sure. Like, I, when I travel, I like to see what the fast food is like in other countries. Absolutely. And people might think that's a f- strange thing to do mm. um, because they'll go for the more local cuisine. But I like to go to a McDonald's or a KFC or a Burger King yeah. and, just, and, and compare the little differences. The nuances. The nuances. Yeah. I wouldn't eat them. At, I wouldn't eat them at every every stop. But at some point in my trip, yeah. I'm just going to go and suss it out. I think it's worthwhile to distinguish the fact that you're not the kind of person who will go to a different country and then just specifically eat the fast food. No, not no, at no, all. no, no, no. But, but there will at once one point probably be a point where I'll just yeah. go and I'll just, and, and it's just the curiosity. And I'll go and I'll find. I'll, I'll generally order the most like like the thing on the menu, which is the most unlikely. To be found in, 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 in an Australian McDonald's. And I don't even eat McDonald's here. No. I probably haven't had McDonald's here in oh, years. Yeah. For, yeah. for whatever reason, I'll always kind of just sample it. I feel that. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like coming back to like, it's also tying into my number two, where it's food galore. Yes. At an airport, it's always guilt free. Calories don't count. It, calories don't count. Yeah. Like, like the it, triple panda. Exactly. Go quadruple. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> But I agree. Like, I think it's a good airport tradition to have. Like, just yeah. try because even like the local fast foods and stuff like that. Like, sometimes they have those ones. Yeah, at, yeah, at, the, yeah. at the place. Yeah. I, I know in Singapore airport for some reason as well. Like for a long time, I used to always have to get a subway there, and I don't know why. But even subway tastes different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that that when 
you came to visit me in Laos, mm. you were like, get off the plane, like, what subway? <laughs> and I'm like, there's no subway in the whole country, I'm sorry, Liam. Yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah. For yourself. Yeah. For me, I found it quite funny. Yeah. I bet you did. <laughs> bet you did. Me, <laughs> trying, me trying to sleep in that bloody back of that ute. Beauty. God, that's a whole story. Mm. Uh, now, my number one. Please. Now, you, you mentioned it before and I had to say we had to wait. Duty-free sampling. Yeah. So, oh, sampling. Also duty-free buying. But every time I come back through, one of them, especially with the big airports, like your Hong Kongs, your Kuala Lumpurs, your um, Singapores, mm. they always have a section where you can sample gins, whiskies, yep. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I will just go to each one in each spot yeah. and then just get a bit, you know, a bit white girl yeah. on each one of those places. Just but oh, can I try the um? What's the eighteen year old like? The the eighteen year old uh, Glenfiddich is that is that a good? Oh, I can try some. Thank you. Oh, I'll try a little bit of that. Oh, it's very good. How about that blue label Johnny Walker? Have you got any? Th- you do have one of those to try. Okay, I'll try one of those as well. Thank you very much. What you can try blue label Johnny Walker at the airport. There's one. There was one time. I think it's. I think I got lucky. So there was a Singapore at Singapore airport that just opened a new duty free section. Ah. Upstairs they had a kind of replica of the what's the bar where they sell the Singapore slings at the raffles in Singapore. They had like a, yep. a replica of the bar there, and next to that they had a, um, a Johnny Walker section. Yeah, and I remember they they had um, it just opened like two or three days before, and they were just being very very liberal with I, their. I always the, the Johnny Walker slogan. Is not good for an airport duty free because you're like you're walking along, you see a Johnny Walker shop, and you're like, Oh, should I go in there? And then you look at the slogan, it's like, Keep walking. <laughs> and you're like, Okay, fine. I guess I don't want that my business. <laughs> That's dumb, but it's funny. <laughs> well, I guess not. Sorry, Johnny. Not Sorry, today. Fine. Don't want my business. Fine. But I will say, I get myself some Glenfiddich instead. I did buy a blue label that time, to be honest. Did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> But there's something about duty free. Not not so much when you come back into Australia. When you come back into Australia, it doesn't seem worth it because they've mm. just got the regular stuff that you can buy, Dan Murphy's and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But there's something there's something about going to those uh, duty free shops in the especially the Asians and sometimes the American airports where you see all these things that you can't get back home mm. or that are just crazy expensive back home, but mm. are somewhat affordable in these countries. Mm. It's really fun to go through and just just peruse and then just schmooze with the people who work there because there's always there's always a schmooze and peruse, schmooze and peruse, mm. and then you, there's always someone there working a bar of some variety. Yes, trying to you know kind of get you to buy stuff. I've had awkward situations oh. at airports. You know how I talked about my fastidious preparation. Yes, for the entertainment purpose. Great word. I remember first trip in a while. Yeah, I hadn't left Perth for a while. Come mm-hmm. back, studied, was working, went back to Laos for a bit. Mm-hmm. Really excited. Kind of partly excited about going through the airport traditions again. Sure. You know, like, oh, I've got the iPad ready to go, got the headphones, got the cable. On the way to the airport, my headphones broke. Right. Pushed the, the plug up into the earpiece. Oh, no. So I had no connection from the headphones to the iPad. That's a problem. It's a big problem. So, duty free. Yeah. And this is the good thing. You can generally, I mean, I had to, you know, I hadn't budgeted. Sure. And I had to spend a small fortune yeah. on... A pair of headphones. Yeah. But let me tell you, very convenient. Well, I, I, Averted a disaster. That's good. It's, it's good that you had duty free there because I once left a pair of Bose noise cancelling headphones on a plane, on a domestic flight in America when I was there in 2014. Yep. You know, not cheap headphones by any stretch of the imagination. Thankfully, randomly, I believe it was an Atlanta airport, they had a vending machine 
that sold Bose headphones. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was expecting you to say headphones, no, cheap headphones. I literally got a, a vending machine of Bose headphones. I got an exact copy of the earphones I'd left no on the plane way. out of this vending machine from a vending, from a vending machine. Yep. How much were they? 120 American. <laughs> but that's not bad for a vending machine. No, they were cheaper than what I paid for them. Oh, in, vending machines. In here, yeah. How good. Well, I mean, where are you going to expect to find a, a, a Bose headphones vending machine? Airports. Where else? Pretty much. That's it, right? And I'd be, I'd be buying it up. Well, especially if you lose them on a plane. <laughs> Someone got very lucky that day. Someone yeah, got very lucky sure that did. day. They sure did. But, I mean, that, that's, that, that's it. Those are our traditions. Well, I like the fact that... Um, because it, it, it is true when I went when I did my last trip, yeah, you know, because I've been fairly stationary now for yeah. going on almost seven years. Oh wow! That's I've really, really only taken domestic flights and the one international flight. No wonder you're itching, mate. Yeah, I'm itching big time. No wonder you're itching. And um, I remember when I did that flight, which was a couple of years ago now. I was very keen. I was mm. very excited, partly almost about the airport traditions. You know that. The sitting in the lounge, the, yeah. the the entertainment on the iPad, the the Carol Macchiato, the Burger yeah. King, like it was all just exciting for me at the time. Yeah, and that's the thing; it's it's, it's the simple pleasures, simple pleasures, the simple pleasures. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can't wait to go to a airport and get drunk on duty free samples and yep. just the bar. And I hope I will be there when you do. I hope so too, my friend. <laughs> I hope so too. Once this world is back to some sort of normality and we can that's right. start traveling again, hopefully the prices of flights aren't. Exorbitant. Yeah, and we can get back into the Western, the, the, the sovereign state of Western Australia. <laughs> you watch, we'll be the only ones not allowed to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then everyone will turn on Mark, on yeah. Marky Mark then. Yeah. For now, he's God. For now, he's God. But anyway, those are airport traditions. That was a fun little episode, actually. That was a fun little episode. Please, that. we want to hear about your airport traditions. Yeah, is there anything that you guys do that we don't do? Yeah. Yep. Probably. <laughs> if anyone's been ever joined the Mile High Club, please write in. Oh, we didn't talk about that. No, that's not. No, that's not my tradition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, have I ever had that opportunity? So you know, maybe someone out there has. We've already established that we don't fit in the toilets by ourselves, <laughs> let alone <laughs> with other people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're not built for it. That's Rank Pod at Twitter at uh, Insta at Gmail. Send us your stories. Let please, us know what your say. what yours are. Rob, any last words before we go? Look, bon voyage. Bon voyage. Let's hope we get back out there again. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Everyone, take care until next time.